Hello, and welcome to Gravel Knits, a place to chat and have a few sips. Today is August 25th, 2021. Thanks for listening. I'm Caitlin, and my pronouns are she, her, and hers. And I'm Kelsey, and my pronouns are also she, her, and hers. So, Caitlin, should we start off with a little drink tonight? Absolutely. Which tonight was uh, Kelsey's turn to pick. It was. Tonight was orange beer night as we go back through our rainbow a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let's see. First up on deck is the Jilo India Pale Ale. Big surprise there, I know, folks. <laughs> it's from Cigar City Brewing in Tampa, oh, Florida. Oh, God. oh no. Caitlin's is uh, exploding a little. Mine did not. Tropical and bright with a full pal- palette of flavor and a potency designed with moderation in mind. Jilo IPA delivers the highs where it counts and the lows where you'd want them. That's cool. It's not a bad beer. Mm-mm. It's not as fruity as I typically go for. No, it's it's not as bright. Yeah. It's a little It's pretty easy though. It's mm-hmm. it's a little piney, but not in a sharp way. That's a great. Yeah, that it's kind of like earthy, but not yes. in a sweet way. Yeah. It's a really good earthy flavor. And if you're worried about calories, it comes in at only 120 calories, which is actually nice. pretty good for an IPA, I believe. Yeah, definitely. I love it, Kelsey. Good first choice. How are you today? You know, I'm pretty good. It's been a busy couple weeks, been on the go a lot. My side gig has started up again. Um, I won't ever go into more detail than that. But it has me traveling and on the road again, which, you know, is either more time to listen to podcasts or more time to knit in the car. So that's great. Yeah. Tomorrow I get the time to be the knitter in the car and not the driver. So I'm looking forward to that. What you can work on? I, you know, we'll see where I end up on a couple of things tonight and maybe I'll let you know by the end of the episode. All right. I have options right now. Options are exciting. And I have thoughts of casting on yet one more thing. (laughs) But we'll get into that, I think. The worst feeling. Sorry, I kind (laughs) of interrupted you. No, go for it. Like, be at a spot where you don't have something that you can knit on at the moment and you want (laughs) to knit. Oh, I hate that feeling. I, you know, I, I did a great move in the knitter world the other day. I worked on six different projects the same day. Oh, nice. I think that it was needs to be on the checklist. I think I made, I think I made it all six and it wasn't just knitting. It also had spitting involved too, Bonus but I worked points. on, I worked on every single like active, like main active project in my house in the same day. So I was pretty thrilled about that. I love it. I'm impressed. That sounds like a great day. Yeah. It was one of the few weekend days that we actually had off and we did nothing. That a girl. It was amazing. Probably won't see one of those again until December, I think. (laughs) (laughs) 
How about you? How's your week been? Oh, it's been good. It's it's been not Kelsey busy, but busy. Been pretty active with Riker every day, so that's been awesome. Um, tonight, actually, I ran to the park that has the Splash Park, and so that was super fun. I yeah, when a I video of him, there was like a ball that this other group of kids were playing with and then they kind of left it so he went and picked it up and like walked all the way across the park and tried to give it to their mom yeah and she's like actually we just found it here so you can play with it and I was like oh that was really nice yeah that was pretty sweet and he was just having so much fun so I kind of lost track of time and the (laughs) park's less than half a mile away so it's not walk or run back home with a running (laughs) stroller but we ended up cutting it pretty close because we tried to start bedtime at seven and that was right when my husband got home from work so we're both trying to rush around to give him a snack before bed and so I pull out of the refrigerator we had a leftover hamburger throw in the microwave start walking around doing other things microwave beeps and I realized that I actually microwaved the grapes oh no I'm glad they weren't like exploding. They did not explode. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> and it was like just a leftover from a snack, like, cause we just will throw them in like a container. So I didn't like microwave a giant thing of grapes. Just <laughs> like when I first glanced at it, I thought it was the hamburger that I was heating up for. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think ate a few actually. And uh, he also got a warm hamburger. So <laughs> <laughs> Oh, mom of the year over here, but but you know what? That's right. Things like that happen, yeah. right? No complaints. We have more grapes, so <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty good. I thought you'd appreciate that I microwaved the grapes. <laughs> I did. Brian Brian laughed out loud because he was sitting next to Riker, feeding him whatever else I had already had out. <laughs> it was pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, so I think that's all I got. Um, I think all our right. announcements are, are pretty light tonight, but we do have a, a couple. Would you like to start? Sure. Um, oh, gosh. We have a new thing, though. I forgot. Yes. Okay. So Desimore Designs is a crochet designer, and she has been hosting BIPOC make-alongs. I think this is her third. I think so. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's a third year for it. And so we're going to participate it really gave me an opportunity to educate myself a little bit too. So this year she is having everyone knit from an indigenous designer, which maybe oversimplifying it a little bit, but my, my understanding from my research is that is someone that was originally at the location before someone else came. So like in America, it's, it's American Indians are indigenous. So they would be an indigenous designer. I kind of along that yes to put it in the simplest of terms it would be (laughs) yes and we know it can get a lot more in depth than that but yes in the most simplest of terms someone who you know their heritage is originally from their low current location essentially yeah yeah And, and forgive us if it's oversimplifying but we did want to get you guys started on your research to find these designers um, and there are some great resources for this. 
uh, desmoredesigns.com is uh, her website. Yeah. So if anyone wants to join us, it's really cool. It's the first I've heard of it. And I have some new, new designers that are really cool. Have you looked at anything yet? Any patterns yet? Yeah, I have like 10 that I added to my queue. <laughs> <laughs> there are some mitts I think I'm going to cast on next. I even have my colors picked out. Ooh. I'm going to use the, the gumball colorway leftover from my first pair of socks because it used exactly half a skein. <laughs> and I'm going to do that with black. And it's like a color. They're kind of like chevrons all the way through the mitts. And they're fingerless mitts. Oh, I saw these. These yeah. are cool. And they're the Koha mitts, Francois Denoy. I'm really sorry I did not check how to pronounce that before the episode. But when I'm knitting them, I will least attempt to do better. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm excited to do, do those. And there's several hats. And there's a headband that's been in my queue forever by Jennifer Berg. This beautiful headband with like these triangles and arrows on it. And it's pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. Anyways, kind of went on a tangent there. <laughs> that, you know, I think it's a, a worthwhile tangent. Yeah. Our next announcement to talk about is our jerseys are in. Yeah. We have bite jerseys available. I know there has been some interest in it already, and there's definitely a number of sizes available. You can find all that information on our website, on our merchandise page of gravelknits.com. Yeah. So, yeah. Continue to grow that. Um, but we were working on getting a store basically created off of our website. So, and eventually we'll branch out into some other merchandise, but let's, this was our first thing that we wanted to try. So yeah. we're excited and I, I've been trying to wear mine out and about. There's definitely a few pictures on Instagram and my husband likes his as well. It and looks great. One of these days, I'll remember to get Caitlin hers. <laughs> that is pretty funny. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll have fun with it. I definitely will. I am I will probably be biking this weekend, so we're safe. Gonna be run walking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could always wear it when you're walking. You'll then have pockets. Those pockets are great. Kind of like a non-reminder, but we will be drawing as soon as our next episode like our next recording is past the 13th. We're not going to draw until after the 13th. What's been awesome is there have been a few more people getting in their hats for hat, not hate. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah. And I'm yeah. even, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Thank you. It's such a fun thing to go along with. And it's so touching to see everyone participating. And then actually segues perfectly into our toast tonight, which is Kathy she submitted on our website on our webpage and left us a really nice note so check it check it out I'll read the first few lines but she said hi girls I love your podcast it's like hanging out with friends and that was just really sweet it absolutely was yes so it made my day and thank you for making someone else's day by making that hat uh yes so Kathy has her uh hat in for the hat not hate so that's exciting All right, Caitlin, what have you been listening to this week? I have been listening to the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. So it's a little little different than a typical knitting podcast shout out, but I did want to share this. Um, 
It's a good one for listening to while you're knitting. Absolutely. And it's definitely more like conversational style of podcast. And there's, it, it depends on the episode, but it will be Glennon every time. Uh, her wife, Abby, and then Glennon's sister, Amanda, who they often call sister. Um, so on the notes, oh, that's why I say Amanda's sister. Okay. <laughs> I wondered um, about that because I, yeah. I was, I started listening to an episode and it just said sister. Like, okay. Yeah. Which I mean, I call my husband husband. So I, I understand the nickname. <laughs> <laughs> Glennon is the author of Untamed. It is a, it basically came out right when COVID and everything hit. It's a, it's a great book. It is about her journey to sobriety among many other things and definitely worth checking out. Uh, her wife, Abby is actually a soccer star who is a two-time Olympian. And then Amanda is her sister. She has a law degree and actually went to Rwanda for a year and a half to help prosecute domestic violence, to help improve like the sentencing and just improve the law there to help protect those who are hurt by domestic violence so that it can help help Rwanda. So I thought that was a really interesting cause and it's a pretty big deal. So I'm probably butchering the, the, there's a whole episode that they kind of talk about it um, on the Amanda episode. So yeah, check it out. They talk about all sorts of hard questions and some of them aren't necessarily answered, but they go through and, and talk about different perspectives on all sorts of things. So it's kind of interesting. Like there, I only tried to listen to a couple because it's, it was one where I would like to sit down and pay attention. It would be one where I would sit down and knit and listen only. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of gets into some in-depth questions that are answered in a good way, I feel. Or, yeah. And like you said, maybe not answered, but discussed a little bit. So yeah. Perfect. So yeah, check it out. Tell us what you think. Hope you like it. So on to updates. This is like my favorite part on most classes too. I like, I just love hearing what people are working on and it's just so exciting to see what people choose and what colors they choose and kind of Kelsey, following along to what you're story. doing. Yes. All right. We'll start with um, what's currently in my hands. Yes. It's nice and stripy. It's gorgeous. So this is my one like current crochet project as I'm walking away from like, it's my one current crochet project. And I just used a skein of Mandala from Lion Brand in what the the colorway is called Warlock, actually. It's kind of this um, oatmeal undertoned rainbow. That is such a good way to describe that. And um, a friend of mine was recently diagnosed with breast cancer. And she's going to start chemo here pretty soon. And so I think I'm going to turn this into a lap blanket for her. Something she can have with her because it's nice and cozy and everything. So I'm either going to end up ordering another skein of the same color or a different color, maybe like a gray or a black or something to do a border on and make it slightly bigger. Because at the moment, it's probably three and a half feet at its widest. Mm. So it's like a good like 
tiny lap size at the moment, but I'd like it to be a little bit bigger. Yeah, a little more cozy. Yeah, so almost like a gray or something would be kind of cool. I do like those schemes. They have some fun fun colors too and so i'm just doing the corner to corner method and i kind of just went until it looked i was about like halfway through the skein because at the time i wasn't sure what it was going to grow up to be Mm. that's where i'm at now with it adventure crochet exactly it's kind of where my knitting and crafting life is going going into the free falling you know just trying to do it on your own kind of method a little bit. It's so important to have projects like that. I'm really enjoying it a lot. Mm. And actually right now this is a perfect little blanket and maybe I should segue into a different project. All right. So next up, I haven't worked on it a whole lot, I don't think, since the last time we talked. But I did finish the body of my sea glass tea. and so I got the bottom ribbing done I didn't even look to see what they what she had called for in the pattern for ribbing but I thought that a color work two by two corrugated ribbing might look kind of cool that's way cool so I did that with a couple shades of red so is that stranded like you purled one shade and knitted the other shade yes exactly it's gorgeous so I was knit two, purl two. The only thing I wish I would have done maybe differently was gone down one more needle size. But I don't mind it how it is right now. That's so cool. Do you have to do anything special when it's like the whole column is the same color work to keep it nice and neat like that? Because it's real neat. Not really. As long as you keep it somewhat loose, um, it's no different than regular color work, really. Uh Cool. That's what the entire sea glass tea is. And that's by Woolen Pine Designs. And it's one by one color work. Changes every row. And I was using all my scraps and my mini skeins from the Mary Everything Happy Always exchange. And I can't wait. I just need to do about an inch on the sleeves and then the ripping on the sleeves and I'll be done. Oh, and the neckline. I need to go back and do the neck. But I think the neck, I'm going to keep real simple and just do like a crochet neck at this point. That'd be cool. Yeah, because I don't really need it to be any higher of a neckline. Mm -hmm. That's one thing I found with um, circular yoke sweaters is that the necklines tend to be higher than I like. So one thing that I've heard other people talk about is starting with the neck size up. If you want like a looser neckline, but then still only increasing to the size of stitches that you want for your bust size, if that makes sense. So then you'd have that wider neck and still have the same kind of effect going on. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. That's good to know. So I think I might try that on one of my next um, top down circular yoke sweaters. (laughs) So that's what. That's one of them that I'm really loving like so much. And I just need a data done. If I can get those sleeves done before the 31st, that'll be plenty of yardage for the 5K. Yeah. With that one, 
I don't have a, I have a lot tonight. I have a lot to talk about. And it's it's been two weeks, and like we've had a productive two weeks. We have had a very productive two weeks. You've been doing awesome. Do you just want me to go through all mine, or do you want to talk about a few of yours too? Um, yeah, I could do that. Kind of mix it up. Yeah. So um, why don't I talk about this one, and then you can do your next one. Okay. Perfect. So then, continuing in that one by one theme. I think I mentioned it on the last episode. I think I started it by then. No, I didn't because the hangover was for this. My have a hangover for this later. That's right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So this is the born in Berlin sweater. It's a pullover with a hood. And the original pattern calls for fingering weight needle or a fingering weight yarn on size six needles, US six. And I'm kind of into this one by one color work thing right now. <laughs> There's something about the flow to it that just like makes it want to zoom by. And so I bumped the needle gate size up to a size eight and I'm doing a one by one color work um, with a size of sweater that's I think like three sizes too big for me. With, you know, if it doesn't end up fitting me, I'm hoping that it's big enough to fit my husband. Mm. <laughs> so then he'll get a sweater for the first time. Yay. At some point, my goal is to uh, knit him a sweater this year, hopefully. You got time. Right. So I'm really not following the pattern for this very well at all. I'd call it um, tells you when to like hold two strands together and hold one together and I'm not following any of that and I did some extra short rows <laughs> to make the back longer um, but one of the most exciting parts of this pattern is that it has a hood I can't wait I've been wanting to knit a hood for a long time and um, actually probably later this fall I'll knit another garment with a hood if it goes well it's gonna be so cozy I know to the point where I might have to make two of these if this does end up fitting Cole. Mm -hmm. Then we'll just have to have like semi-matchy sweaters. Yeah. But so what I'm doing for the colors, I am, I had a bunch of uh, yarn, different um, hedgehog fibers and a couple other things. I wish I had written down the colors right now, but I'll try to get them in our show notes if I have the labels still. Uh, but I'm holding, I'm knitting, a total of eight rows with each color, but four of those rows are with the color before it and four mm -hmm. of those rows are with the color after it. So it looks like you end up getting eight different, essentially um, eight different rows. That's pretty fun. And just transitioning it as it goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Like I said, it, you get into such a uh, rhythm with it almost that it's hard to stop at times you get mm -hmm. to the end and you're going oh I just want to knit one more row with this color oh now it's time to change colors oh what is this one gonna look like? <laughs> you know how it goes <laughs> that's wonderful so what do you have this is boring but I'm gonna throw it in there I cast it on because I'm having so much fun with it <laughs> I cast it on a new dishcloth and I actually just did the same pattern because it's my like sitting at my desk project. So it's just if I'm like waiting for a report to load. So I get maybe two 
Rose done a day at work on it, <laughs> but I'm using Lily sugar and ring sugar and creams solids and I'm using dark pine and I think it's really pretty. I don't know. It's just making me happy and it's nice to have it sitting next to me while I'm working. So what, what kind of color is dark pine? Is it a dark green then? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's a foresty green. Cool. And the only other so I've knitted this pattern several times now because it's just it just looks like a normal dishcloth and it's just a square and it's garter and then there's a strip of stockinette and then garter and then a strip of stockinette and garter. So it just has like these two stockinette stripes. And I've done it with like holding double. I've done it with a lot of like changing like variegated colorways. But this is the first time I've done it in a solid color that's not black. Oh, and so gotcha. like I'm getting to see like what my stockinette looks like. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's why I'm just I'm just so used to look my cotton being all these different colors and I'm really just seeing the stitches now. That's kind of interesting to you know consider is like how you've not really seen it that way and what they're gonna turn out to look like. Yeah. So it's making me happy. I can I can go on and do another one since that one's a little one if you want me to. Sure. Okay. Let's talk about my shawl. <laughs> yes, let's talk about your shawl. Definitely. <laughs> so I cast on the Aperture Shawl by Amba O'Brien. And I am using New Garden Yarns Lavender BFL Annual Yarn Base. Colorway is Teal Fade. It is so pretty. Yes. And it's so, it's gradual and it's so perfect for the shawl. It's addicting. It's so fun. So the way that the shawl is constructed, and it is my first shawl, so I don't know if many are done this way, but it starts basically like in the middle. So it's a triangle shawl and it's starting in the middle, middle of the long edge and then it's fanning out. So did she have you do like a garter tab cast on or how did it start to remember? I cast it on like four or five stitches and then just started and I'm doing increases along okay. the sides. Very cool. So it wasn't, um, I believe that that long top, edge is where the i-card bind off is going to be so i bet that's what oh i could see that that would be kind of cool actually i think the i-card might be around most of it huh i think you're right i think it's around all of it but i think that's why like i didn't have to do a like a certain style cast on because it's the i-card's gonna that makes sense um but again this is my first shawl and i have listened to some podcasts and watched a few videos about construction of shawls but I still never realized that you could start like in the middle of the straight edge of the shawl and like go through and it's it's cool and I'm so excited to see this lace open up I swear shawls can be like magic you start like in this random bit and maybe you start with a tiny rectangle and the next thing you know bam you've got this like triangle thing that's like swathing you all the way around and everything and shawl like I said shawls are magical I'm loving it it's really fun I'm I'm excited to learn how to wear it and I think that since it is this like beautiful teal fade like it'll go with a lot of things and uh, oh I mean I, I am knitting the smaller size so something to note there so that the one skein I have is going to be perfect for it a new garden yard is what I got from uh, Excelsior in Kansas at the knit you together store and then um this is from the she's an employee of the shop but she owns new garden yarns and it is from one of her sheep 
one of our BFL sheep. Oh, that's so cool. So and it's yeah. so pretty. That yarn is just so bouncy and open and airy that it's gonna be amazing. Yeah, this was this was a very good match. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> um yeah, okay, you go. Okay. I'll talk about the, this one next. I my I'm starting my fifth hat, not hate hat. That a girl. Yep. Trying to get one more before we get those finally sent off and in. And this one, I'm using another skein of the Reno Yak Alpaca, like I had used in one of the other ones, and Caitlin's used a couple times. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's a nice yarn. It's definitely a good hat yarn, I'd say gonna keep somebody's head nice and warm mm-hmm. and I'm not using a pattern I so far I've casted on 79 stitches and did a two by one ribbing on like size six needles okay. about three inches in and we'll see what the next step takes me mm-hmm. I'm just gonna see how it goes I guess okay maybe I you have... could squeeze that in for the 5k too oh I know I'm going to try to, yeah, we're, we'll see what happens in this next week. Like mm-hmm. I said, I have a few hours in the car of knitting time and yeah, I'll have, I know I'll have one more staff meeting before then and typically it takes <laughs> me about three days to do a hat. So I should be able to get this one done in time. Yay. Then I've got one more that I'm also going to try to finish up before then. If I can, so I have my goal before August 31st is to finish the hat and two of my sweaters. I currently have three sweaters on the needles, <laughs> but this last one is my bright access tee. I started this just after we recorded in the last time and I used, um, Watts Yarn Company. I used her Funfetti sock, which is a tweed with um, the tweedy bits are pink and blue and yellow. Pretty, pretty. The color I'm using for the body of it. So it's a bright access tee, and that's by Stephanie Lotvin of Telly Bean Knits. And so it works the body up and then you do a a border yoke across the top that works side to side. And the body is in black is such a happy color. Got it. Because this one truly is. I can't wait for this. Oh, wow. And so you knit the, when you're knitting that top section, you're knitting it together as you go. So what you're doing before, I don't want to give away too much of the secret sauce because it's in a book. Okay. It's in the book, Knit Happy. Yeah. Knit Happy with Self-Striping Yarn by Stephanie Lodman. But so you knit from the bottom up, you knit starting with the bottom ribbing and you go up and you knit the body and then you knit, you cable cast on a number of stitches to um, add in your self-striping yarn. Okay. And then, so you knit horizontally across it. So cool. I can't wait. I've got the front done and then I'm halfway through the back and it's got a really fun little detailing that'll be at the top once that gets blocked out. Oh, pretty. 
so yeah, it gives this little islet across the top around where the opening is going to be. Yeah. And it should. So you work it one way and then you try to have this, if you're using self-striping, you try to have about the same on both sides so that they line up across. Okay. Looks like you did awesome. I did pretty good. Yeah. They'll be close enough, I think. And so once I get finished knitting across the back yoke border, then you seam them together at the sleeves. And then you'll pick up for a ribbing, a couple inch, inch or two on ribbing or something to kind of bring that sleeve in. And that'll be done in the black as well. Okay. So yeah, That's my hope- lovely. My hope is to get the bright axis tee and the sea glass tee and the hat done by the end of the month. We'll see. I will be cheering you on. <laughs> it's a little that bit awesome. But I'm loving it and they're so easy to work on. that It's just kind of go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. I think that's Perfect. about it for me on my updates. What do you have left? Let's see. Well, I kind of talked about this that uh, Kelsey spun me some yarn for my birthday <laughs> nicest thing ever and so this yarn is just all the things in it it's so fun and it's got kind of this rustyish yellow and this deep purple and these several different shades of green and white and there's just all sorts of colors in it it's so pretty and there's this pattern which has a number in front of it, 9902230001 wrist warmers by Lang Yarn Switzerland. Which and are the same ones I did yes. last winter. And I've never found them if you didn't. And they are so fun. And at least in Ravelry, there's only two projects. And I'm oh, like, really? People have got to, yeah, yours and mine. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have got to try this. It's so fun. And Kelsey talked about it. So I'm kind of repeating here, but it starts with the thumb and then you knit across the hand and it's just, I love the cool construction. It makes a really neat pattern and it has this like squishy because it's, you're knitting two rows and purling two rows. So it gives it this nice warm texture and it's, I'm just having so much fun and it's so much fun with the colors and you can, if you have like matching skeins or if you do self-striping you can start in the same spot to make them mirror each other mm-hmm. but I'm I wasn't planning on it either way because I want to see how they'll they'll look different but I think I matched mine up I think you close. did yeah I just I just want to see what happens it's, just, it's so fun oh I, I'm um, excited to see what happens and this pattern is written in a paragraph <laughs> it's the it first is time I've paragraph. experienced this it's one it's- paragraph it is straight and simple and yeah yes so I was kind of surprised since it has like an interesting construction and it's probably a shorter description than most mitt patterns <laughs> and for the most part I've done pretty pretty okay I, I needed a little bit of deciphering from Kelsey but uh, and it's a free pattern so just take a look it's well, I don't know and cool. one of the nice things they include in that pattern is all the techniques that you need they have uh if you keep scrolling down mm-hmm. you've got pages of the techniques that you'll use and it. So that kind of is helpful oh cool but there i'm just having a blast and it's it's so special to knit with yarn that your friend spun you <laughs> with all the different things in it she still owes you one you're gonna make me another one 
I gave you two. Oh, cool. I just needed to do some. No, I needed to do some selfish spinning first. As you should. This is our thing that we do for fun. It should always be for you first. That reminds (laughs) me, I actually have spinning to talk about tonight too. All right, go ahead. That was actually the end of my cast ons and works in progress. I am making an attempt to work on my spinning again because I really miss it. I really love spinning and I just haven't taken the time to do it because if I've been home lately, it's been on the couch and not at my spinning wheel. And so the night or the day that I'd worked on like six projects or whatever it was and included spinning projects, I actually, um, oh, now I think about it. I've got two to talk about. One is on my electric eel wheel nano. So my tiny wheel, my electric wheel. And I just have some brown marina that I'm working on with it that I grabbed when I first got the wheel almost two years ago, exactly. Or no, a year ago, exactly. Mm. I think, or maybe it was two. I feel like it was two, but anyway, year or two ago, whenever I started that project and I kind of put it away because if I work, if I, some reason every once in a while, the motor likes to stop running and this is a pretty common thing. It's not burnt out yet or anything, but I should probably order a replacement motor at some point. So I've made some progress on getting through that. I made a little bit more. I almost have one full bobbin. (laughs) But also, I've been working on my regular wheel, which is my Kiwi 2, and I've got a blend of two fibers going on right now. So I'm using a the June shipment of Southern Cross. The other project is my Southern Cross June fiber shipment, which is in a colorway called Turtle. And I sent you a picture of this the other night, but it's blues and browns and it looks like a sea turtle in the ocean which is pretty awesome (laughs) and I actually have a shipment from Three Waters Farm from last year at one point that was I think it's first colors of fall or something like that and it's a Polworth silk blend in slightly brighter colors that are very similar to that turtle colorway And so I'm popping those in together to hopefully come up with a little bit higher yardage. I may even turn this into a combo spin with a couple other skeins that would end up with enough yardage for a sweater. Yay! Kind of see. I'm just really happy to have another project on the wheel. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And what I did like the other night, I just laid out the braid of fiber, pulled the pulled it apart wherever the color changed or the color repeat ended and then split it down essentially into what we call pin drafting and so or pencil drafting so nice skinny long bits and I rolled them up so I have these nice little balls of fluff <laughs> yarn babies yep my little yarn babies and there will be some pictures on Instagram I know because I had fun that night <laughs> yeah so yeah that's where I'm at with my spinning that's awesome Let's see. So next we have probably another beer, I would think. That is what I was just thinking too. Oh, but we haven't talked about our knit circus totals. Um, where are you at? I am at 2,294.9 meters. Nice job. I am at 1,703 and 0.5. <laughs> 
yeah so I'm excited it's a nice baseline and keeping in mind that like the dumpster fire was like a thousand meters or so that I couldn't add in so next year I'm I'm expecting to be able to beat my previous one you got it you can do it (laughs) Kelsey I think you're gonna make it I will be close I really think I will be able to get there but I have no idea on the yardage for these sweaters yet. Mm-hmm. All right. So beverage number two. Woo woo. Kelsey picked the prettiest can. It is like an orange that's like the sun. And then there's a bunch of different colored rays coming out that are mostly orange. And there's a pink one and a yellow one. And it's happy. It reminds me of Starburst. Accurate. <laughs> And this is from No Coast, and that's in Oskaloosa, Iowa. So a somewhat local. We, I think we've had at least one of their beers on the show before. Yes, definitely. Oh, we had the one that had the rooster on it. So it's been a part of our uh, rainbow beer. <laughs> mm, I like the way this smells. Ooh, it smells really good. It's very juicy. It almost really is like, and maybe just because I have it in my head but it's very much got that like starburst lemony taste to it citrus is high in this one very high there might be a hint of like a watermelony cherry in there yes i could see that but citrusy mostly southeastern iowa born and raised in the brewery is where we spend most of our days chilling out mashing and pitching the yeast making juicy sours for a fresh summer treat for summer vacay, make way for Citrus Sour Delight, a fresh sour ale that is sure to pump up your sneakers and crank up your boombox. This bounce and sour ale is loaded with passion fruit, orange, guava, and bubbles that tingle better than this jingle with a bright orange glow that will make you say, whoa. I thought that jingle was great. I didn't jingle it very well. I Maybe was singing time. along in my head, so I think you did great. <laughs> I did not rehearse that at all. <laughs> yeah, I like it. And it's it's a type of sour that you could probably have more than one. What I like is that it doesn't, it's not a sharp crispness. And the bubbles, it's nice in small bubbles. Okay, so I really don't have any FOs for this week. I have nothing at the end of my trail. So Just smiles have... and this amazing beer. Yes. Oh, ooh, I lied. <laughs> yes. Uh, and it's not 100% finished, finished. So it's it's mostly done. I don't have a yardage on it yet. I haven't washed it. Ooh. So I this think is a spinning project. Yes. I may have mentioned this once, but it, it is some art Rolex that mm. I was playing with working on my long draw which I haven't done a whole lot of but I'm getting better at and so this one has white and black and barley. silver barley Marley. oh it is totally Marley. I love it I ended up doing a chain ply on it no I didn't do a chain ply I wound it into a center pole ball and I spun it into end, so I was able to maximize all of the yardage that was there. Nice. 
I haven't measured it yet. I haven't washed it yet. So there will be a little bit of shrinkage. But I'm so excited. That's so cool. Mm, my it's guess is I real neat. I, I, it will, but my guess is I only have about 80 yards to play with. Okay. So if you come up with an idea that might use like 80 yards of a black and white <laughs> marled shiny, there's like there's even probably some Firestar or Angelina or something in here that's giving it some glitterness to it but I can't wait it's gonna end up being about a sport weight I think once it gets washed and honestly I'm very impressed with how evenly spun it was and like how consistently thick it was so it's kind of exciting making progress every time I get on the wheel so yeah that that's that that's super fun how about you? You you seem to might you like you might have a thing or two there. I do have a thing or two. So I did mention that green dishcloth that I started is because I finished that other crazy dishcloth I was working on, uh, where I was holding double uh, the Red Heart Scrubby in lime and Knit Picks Dishy oh. Twist in jalapeno. It ended up like really stretchy and squishy, and I actually gave it to Amanda today, and she was thrilled. Oh, good. And she's like, but I can't use it. It's too pretty. I'm like, no, it's meant to be used. It'll be fine. You just do use it. it. <laughs> use it. So it was, it was also a really nice gift to hear that she was excited about it. Oh, good. Um, yeah. And it's the copycat dishcloth by Michelle Krause. And I finished my Crumpus Knot socks Woo! by Carly Perrins. Yeah. You yeah. finished them. Tell me when you finished them. When you told me to. You sa- I said, I, I hope I could finish it by the weekend. And you said, you definitely can. And then I did. <laughs> and that was really exciting. Gradient ended up matching pretty well in each sock. They and really did. Yeah, they matched really well. I feel like I'm, my tension was pretty consistent between the two. So they feel about the same. So I'm definitely improving in my sock knitting. Have you worn and them at all since? Yes. And I actually put them on the couch to put them on. And then I didn't. So they're just next to me saying, hey, which is great. It's pretty fun to look at the color work. So it'll, um, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what you, what your opinions are on hand knit socks. Yeah. Yeah. Cause now I've got, now I've like full length ish sock and some shorter socks and as it gets cooler, it should be cool to like know now that I've got some options to try out. So do you know what your next pair of socks going to be? I don't know. I'm looking pretty hard at that. I'm going to say the book wrong, but the, the socks, New Direction and Sock Knitting, I think it was. Oh, yes. Um, I was General looking pretty Hogwarts. hard at the stripey ones and I was looking pretty hard at the meter triangles. And then a total turn, um, there's the sock called the Cursive Socks um, Hmm. by Grace Anna Farrow. And I believe it uses mosaic knitting. Okay. And I kind of looked at my colors, but nothing just popped out. So I think those may sit until I find what really like screams at me. Because I know it will at some point. Yeah, I've got, yeah, that was a great question. I have been, I've been thinking. Oh, I've got the... So many cool patterns. 
I didn't. I forgot to mention I've got those vanilla socks on the needles. Yeah. And I do actually have my next uh, sock pattern ready to go. Ooh, what's that? I am doing a chestnut. Wow, cool. Up. Yeah. Let me find that real quick. Sorry to sidetrack you. No. It, I, my favorite thing about listening to knitting podcasts is learning about new patterns. So if it happens while I'm actually podcasting, that's even better. <laughs> <laughs> so it's one that I can talk about and I'll be able to post about as I go. Excellent. And it turns out I actually have a friend who is doing this one as well. Okay. But it, the pattern is called Columbia and it's by Rye Flower Knits. R-H-Y Flower Knits. Cool. So I'm really excited. I... I really just need to pick out a yarn and get started. They've got some deadlines, but nothing I won't be able to meet, I don't think. Nice. So, yeah. So, your socks, you finish your socks. And what else? Uh, I officially finished the dumpster fires. Well, so I know like the last three episodes, I've been like, I've almost finished, almost finished, I'm really finished now. And it was just finding the time to steam block them because it's just it's really not something I want to do when Riker's awake that's a lot to deal with yeah and like Brian and I actually tag teamed it on the last 10 so I pinned and he steamed and then I glue gunned them together and on my last five I realized that I could actually set myself up in the living room instead of standing at our kitchen table (laughs) so that helped I have not done a like a massive picture of them all yet. So I will do that. You'll need to do that. Uh, I meant to list last weekend and then I was kind of sick most of the weekend. So didn't happen, but it will. And either way, they're officially done. So I'm, I'm excited to give them to people and see if they like them and if they actually use them. I also basically had the free as a bird, those feathers finished. Oh, oh my gosh. I forgot to say. didn't even talk about this. Um, we're by Kino Knits and she's great. Um, yeah, so back is free. I didn't talk about it. No. Oh, well, th- this was like a two night thing. So it was pretty quick. I thought I had talked about it a little bit. Um, but free as a bird. Yes, because her name, I, I had to look up her name pronunciation. So it's Kasa. Sorry, let me do this right. Kasa Bulurla Fredrickson which I did not master, but I at least attempted from the article I read on how to pronounce Swedish names. And it is a brioche feather that's meant to be an ornament. And I just made two of them out of the yarn I had left from my last hat, not hate hat and some like creamy uh, acrylic I had. They're very cute. They are. And my second feather got a lot better. I was a little rusty on my brioche but it was it was really fun and it was fun to do like a quick quick project yeah and then I have got one more and that is my first slip stitch dish towel by willow yarns design team is done and I'm using uh, that's the recycled yarn from the sweater that I frogged from goodwill and so now I just need to make one more and I have a set for my sister to give her for her wedding. It's so cool. 
Yeah, and it's it's a pretty pattern, and the slip stitches makes like this cool chevrony um, stripe across it. So. It does. It it. I'll have to look at that pattern at some point. It's really fun. It, it works so well with the yarn that you're using. Oh, thank you. Well, and, and even like it almost the fact that it was worn before, and it almost gives it this like distressed look, mm-hmm. and it just makes it look that much more homey in a good way I guess well thank you (laughs) I don't know I'm really excited about these and I hope your sister will be as excited as I am (laughs) me too well thank you that that means so much thank you (laughs) yeah yeah so that that was yeah I've had a pretty exciting two weeks for FOs and that's that's where I met with those so I guess next is stash enhancements for once, I think we both have something. Yeah, we do. From the same thing. <laughs> you enabled me very well. You're welcome. <laughs> do you want to say what happened and how we came across New Yarn? Yeah. the One of the local yarn shops, like it's a, I can walk to it from my house. It's Junction Yarn Co. They had the Mad- Madeline Tosh van. Um, come by on a Friday that Kelsey was on her way out of town and so I walked me and my happy little toddler down there and picked out some yarn and they're they're all like one of a kind colorways so Um, Caitlin actually like sent me pictures and mm -hmm. a little video of the yarns that they had all over the tables in the shop so I could get a good idea of what they had available. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. It really my was. And, the hip, and I'm like, oh, these ladies are probably really wondering here. <laughs> well, I kept asking you questions. Oh, what is this one? And what weight is that one? And it was exciting. It was fun. It was fun. <laughs> <clears throat> Shopping by proxy is not so bad. I'm glad that I made it a good virtual-ish shopping experience you really did (laughs) the only thing would have been better is if I you know would have had the time to be able to be like facetiming you or something yeah but that would have been a lot for you to handle no Riker was really good he had uh he had his carrots and (laughs) they have always been so sweet to me when I bring him in which that's I a good thing. I don't think it's the easiest thing to be sweet to someone with a crazy messy t- toddler who wants to like run around and grab everything but they've always been so sweet and understanding and I try my very best to to be as respectful as I can but it's it's really kind how they put put my mind at ease when I'm in there with my toddler sometimes I have to go in with a toddler and I think that's a really good thing on their part yeah they're wonderful uh, yeah, anyway, so Kelsey, what'd you, what'd you pick out? So I believe I have enough for a sweater. Yay! If you haven't figured out by now, I think 2021 is the year of the sweater for me. I hope that's 2022 for me. I want all the sweaters. All the sweaters. In fact, <laughs> I'm going to make my mom one here coming up soon too. Ooh. But I got four skeins of Tosh DK. And they're so pretty. And one of the colors, depending on the light, looks kind of brown. But depending on the light, it also looks kind of green. 
So yeah, that's crazy how brown it looks on on the video right now. Right. When I was looking at it earlier in person, it looked as brown as it looks on the video. Hmm. But right now, when I look at it in person, it looks really green, which is how it looked in the video that you sent me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. So that's kind of cool. It almost means brings it into the land of neutral a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I got a skein of this like amethyst pink almost. Like it's this light purpley pink, but mm-hmm. it's, a I don't know, it's kind of darkish too. But I, I wanted one skein of that to go with the three skeins of the greenish color. And I think those will be fun together. Mm-hmm. I've been looking at some color work sweaters. I haven't put a whole lot of work looking into them, but something for me. <laughs> I know that this will be something for me. And that's that's all my stash enhancements. Yeah, so on the same same trip, I was just really drawn to these to they're semi-solid but they're a I think they they're pretty wide range in there um but they're like these bright orange but it goes as far as to like almost a red okay and it's like a fiery orange on the rest of it and so it has I think a lot of dimension to it and I have seen a few cowls that I I have not met one yet and I've seen a few color work ones that I think would be really cool with this is like the variegated color and then fine not variegated the like more solid color yeah or tonal color Mm -hmm. yeah and either put that with like a solid or put it with something really wild um just depending on Ooh, you really could go either way on that i guess it will depend on what pattern you are interested in or yeah you find a pair with it there are so many cool ones i i came across one on instagram the other day that was double brioche so I want to learn what that is, but I don't yeah. know if that's what I'll do. I'm not familiar with double brioche. I'll have to look that one up. And I don't know if that's just someone's like else's way of saying brioche, but I feel like it's not. I think it's like a two-sided brioche, which brioche is kind of two-sided. I don't know. Like if it's a double knitting version, hmm. who knows? But the pattern wasn't out and the, like, I get so excited when I see them, but then I like worry that I'm not going to catch when it actually comes out, but hopefully I will. Ooh. I figured it, I, I went and looked it up. It's essentially like a two by two instead of a one by one. Oh, so it really is two-sided, but in a different way. Well, so instead of being like, so in brioche, you typically have brioche knit, brioche pearl. Mm-hmm. This has brioche knit, brioche knit, per, brioche pearl, brioche pearl. Okay. And you can do it in two colors. Nice. Yeah, so I'll, I'll have to keep my eyes open, but for some reason, I saw the two skeins and just love the craziness in them. It just seemed like that might be a direction I'd go with it. It's 100% superwash and it is weight, uh, worth weight. Nice. So I'm looking forward to knitting with some heavier yarns. I've been on my fingering weight kick, but I think I'll be ready to change it up a little bit. Yeah, and that's important. For sure. Mm-hmm. I was just excited. Even when I was into bigger needles, it was kind of exciting. <laughs> <laughs> that is cool though. Like I kind of didn't realize that just because it's fingering, you don't have to be on size one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's a pretty common misconception. 
You're learning me all sorts of things. <laughs> well, speaking of the fantastic sip of my beverage, got any hangovers? Oh, I had one. Let's see. I don't remember what night it was that I cast on for the Born in Berlin. But I know it was late at night, sometime well after 10 p.m. You know, when probably not the smartest idea to cast on something new that requires thought. And I got going and I think I got through two or three rounds before I realized it was twisted. It's like, shoot. And I had, I had done a two color cast on that was interesting. It probably wasn't the best two color cast on. <laughs> and then I redid it with a second two color cast on where I alternated which color was used for the cast on. That was um, essentially with the long tail cast on. Okay. But alternating colors because cool. I was I was going into a one by ones and the the Berlin you don't do any ribbing on the bottom hem of it so you just start knitting right away and then you go into some short rows and so I wanted those to right away be alternating I didn't want there to be one line of um, a straight single color that's, that's a great idea I like that I've done it before, like on mittens and things, and it's mm-hmm. been a while. But I just thought I'd experiment with it and see how it went. I kind of like how it turned out. But that's it. I, I only had the one, really. I feel that's like there was one more, but I don't remember what it was. It was just that bad. That yeah. bad of hangover. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> when I got out of my mental thoughts, you know? How about you? Um, I don't think so, actually. Um, just real ones. <laughs> but those, those happen every now and again they do and that's okay yeah so um i guess we're we're on to irl um what's been going on with you this week well uh the big thing was last weekend we went to lincoln nebraska for gravel worlds we it was a bike race obviously if you didn't guess that one um, <laughs> I was originally signed up to ride the 75 mile course and I had registered for it last year and then it got canceled due to the pandemic. And so I was able to transfer my registration to this year, but I knew full well that there was a possibility I wasn't going to be able to ride it depending on how work played out. And so I was able to, I ended up having to work and wasn't able to ride, but I was able to at least fulfill my requirements for work in Lincoln as well on the exact same day. Okay. So Cole rode the 150 mile race and a bunch of our friends were in the 150 or the 75 and a few of ours were in the 300 mile race. So we went over to Lincoln on Friday night and got to the start of Gravel Worlds, which was at a fantastic brewery, by the way. Cool. It's called Schilling Bridge, okay. which apparently they are um, where they actually brew is in a very, very small town called Pawnee City, Nebraska. Mm. And it is amazingly actually where one of my friends just moved to a few months ago. <laughs> so it's kind of a small world. 
Yeah. They were supposed to be there, but they didn't go. They've they've been doing they've been doing family stuff. It's all good. But so I was able to go to the start of the race and see all my friends off. And then I ended up picking up a friend who was on the 300 mile race and broke a spoke. Oh no. Yeah. So he he called it quits at like mile 178, which was his farthest race, their farthest ride he's ever done. So he was pretty happy with it in general. Or sorry, that was his second farthest. He rode across Minnesota the week before, <laughs> literally. Wow. And yeah, so then I was able to go back to the finish line and see some of my friends come in on the shorter races. And then I went to work. And then I came back to the finish line and I got there in time to see all of their award ceremony. So they had um, a ceremony for all the first, second, third place of all the divisions, mm-hmm. which was pretty fun. And awesome. they were, you know, they were open up onto, they had the whole street shut down for the start of the race. And then they had a huge area blocked off for the finish line. And the brewery was fantastic. It was Schilling Bridge. I don't think I said that but Chilling Bridge and they had pretty decent beers and the servers were fantastic for having over a thousand people hanging around all day. So, or I guess throughout the course of the day, but yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. So that was Lincoln. Hopefully I'm, I'm going to try to squeeze it in for next year, knowing that there's a chance that um race and work will align together again but i could always drop down to the short race which is only 30 miles and i would be done in time Mm. so we'll see you never know maybe they'll end up on different days so how about you um i think our most recent highlight is on tuesday we had a bike picnic ride that's what i'm gonna call it we left from the house and biked to Waterworks Park. And they actually have this amphitheater called uh, the Lordison Amphitheater. It's the Lordison. Lordison? Lordison. Yeah. I had a friend. Yes. (laughs) I had a friend from school that was part of the family. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. So the Lordison Amphitheater. Mm Mm-hmm. And they, I've kind of talked, uh, it's, I guess it's been up for a, a, almost a year now, even more, mm-hmm. but they have this wonderful, like natural playground. So like, uh, like logs and different things like that, that the kids can play on and there's a sandbox. And so we biked out there. I conveniently got a flat tire on the way. <laughs> so conveniently. Yeah. At least it was my front tire. And we were really close and my phone was working and it was a pretty like popular area. So I was like, you go ahead so I can play and I'll switch it over. And, and honestly, while I was switching my tire, I was way more worried about like a snake, like slithering by me than anything else. (laughs) (laughs) And it was also a really nice reminder, like how great Des Moines and the biking community is. Cause everyone that passed me is like, you okay? Need help? That was just, that was really kind. That was great. So, uh, yeah, so we went down there. I remember the first time that we uh, changed a flat together. We can talk about that another time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that one took us a little more work. Yeah, your, your tires are a little more snug, <laughs> <laughs> which is probably better. But yeah, 
Ah, I own so much, friends. I try not to. But so you went down to the uh, playground. Yeah. And so Riker played and like we brought food for us to have for dinner. And there's some shadier areas. We sat down there and up by the top of the stage, they had like these signs saying closed for private event. And so I didn't even like read further, but I guess it was closed for a private event. And then lower on, it says open to the public. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. So it's kind of too bad because there's a bunch of people that were there that probably weren't aware of it. But it was a celebration of public health from the Iowa Family Support Network. And they had a guitarist playing and Riker was dancing and they had like free beer and a food truck and like this whole thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. We didn't even really realize it. And we were just about done eating. And a guy like walked by and he's like, hey, this is an event we're having. You should check it out. And we're like, oh, we didn't know we could go over there. (laughs) (laughs) That's Um, too bad. Yeah, so it was really neat. And it was a hot day. And the lady we were talking to said like they thought that oh, like it would have been bigger, but just it's it's been a hot week. But it was really neat and it was cool that they did that. So hopefully they do more events. And either way, we enjoyed it and biked home and it was a good day. It sounds like a much better success than your last one. So that is great news. Yeah, we're getting we're getting better at our little family weeknight bike rides. It's it's a lot more planning and coordination because we have such limited time <laughs> for <before> Riker's <laughs> bedtime. Yeah. But at least you try, and I think that's great. Thank you. We do. We try and we try to mix it up for Riker. Make it fun. He loves he loves bike rides. There's like times where we'll come home from daycare and he'll try to climb into the bike trailer. <laughs> I'm like, we're not doing that today. <laughs> Like, sorry, buddy. But it's it's great to know that he likes it. Well, and he has a Strider bike now, right? He does. And we, uh, Brian actually bought a bell and put it on there too because he really likes the bell. But <laughs> he's still not quite, he'll go a few feet with us like helping him and that's it. But we're working on it. They are so have, cool though. I have an idea sometime. There is a, um, bmx like a little kid's bmx bike race that is on strider bikes yes i've watched videos it's so, it is cute. so cute oh my god and, and they I... like really deck them out like like yeah full helmets <laughs> absolutely it's adorable and the kid like you could tell they're having so much fun i know it it's so cool oh my god yeah, I, I hope that we can get him into it as he, and maybe even as things open up more, we could just go to one and maybe him seeing the Strider bikes would help him understand. Right. That's kind of what I'm thinking. So that's what I got. Very fun. <laughs> I hope to get on my bike. I did get on my bike for a little ride to the brewery the other night. So that was nice. Nice. Which one? Right side. Beautiful. So I, I rode all of the seven miles to the uh, brewery the other night that's still farther than we did yesterday <laughs> well yeah yes but I need to pick up the miles again mm-hmm. I gave myself a little recovery time after ragrai that's important yeah and now I'll have to figure out my whole new work schedule so that's always fun hmm. new work schedule side work gotcha oh then no uh, main job is changing now that nope. makes a lot of sense. 
main job still there. Gotta work <laughs> in the side job. Well, Caitlin, I think it's about time to hit the gravel. Just don't forget your knitting. Caitlin, I said it's time to go. Just let me finish this row. <sighs> okay. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and on tap at Gravel Knits. You can email us at gravelnits at gmail.com. You can find me, Kelsey, on Ravelry and Instagram as Bikes Brews Use, and on Tapped as Kelsey DJ. You can find me, Caitlin, on Ravelry and Instagram as Caitlin and Lloyd. Please message us to let us know what you'd like us to talk about. And we'd love to hear what you think about the show. And if you like the podcast, please share it with a friend. We'd, we'd love to have more people join us in our community. Gravel Knits believes everyone deserves to be included and loved, regardless of who you love, beliefs, color, size, your gender, or whatever else makes you you. Please keep in mind that we are human. And while we are trying to educate ourselves, there's always more to learn and any critiques are deeply appreciated. Recording. Woo. <laughs>